Fact Talk is an extension of the long-running, award-winning movie review show, It's Movie Time, which airs Fridays at 4.01 p.m. and 8.01 p.m. on WCBE 90.5 FM, Columbus, Ohio. Hosted by John DeSando, this podcast version features additional content and banter with guests. I'm John DeSando. And I'm Kane G. Klein. And this is Back Talk in a film called ISS. ISS stands for International Space Station. And this is our first science fiction film of 2024. Is it? All right. I'm always thrilled when you have situations like this where you're looking at Earth. Oh, when you're looking at Earth from space? They have a phrase, and I think it's something like overview, but when you see it, and astronauts have confirmed it, there's a spiritual reaction that you have about the smallness and the beauty. It makes you realize that everything that we have ever known, all of our history, all took place on this one little planet that you can see the whole planet from space. Yeah. And it makes you realize just how fragile that planet is. It is. Looking like a blue marble. ISS, however, brings a bit of the apocalypse. It does. It does. If you are looking for a science fiction film and you're also a nuclear war buff, this is a chance to catch both together. It has none of the humor of why I love the bomb or whatever that was. Oh, Dr. Strangelove. No, nothing humorous about this at all. It's an it's a interesting film. It's a good film. It's a good film. Not great. Not great, but yeah. it's a good solid yeah. B film. I would say it's the best film to open this weekend. <laughs> Very so good. If you've already seen Poor Things, you've already seen American Fiction, and you're heading to the movie theater and you're scratching your head, what should I see? This is a good choice. This is what I call yeah. the dead zone between now and April. It is. It, yeah. January, February is kind of a desert. Yes. This is when a lot of movies get dumped uh, that they don't think has much of a chance at yes. an Oscar. It's a tough time for us critics, too, because we're kind of watching the films that the studios are already aware have some flaws. Right. But this is not a bad film. <laughs> I'm. I'm I'm not going to pick this apart technically. I mean, I've got my friend Greg Landis, who works for uh, NASA, could probably spend an hour telling me a thousand <laughs> things that are wrong with this movie. But it's just not that kind of movie. No, and I will tell you, I want to, as a side note to this, there are other films, but the one that I remember that came out at this time of year was The Silence of the Lambs. So it's not always true that these are losers. No, it's no. generally true. Everything, everywhere, all at once <laughs> came out in March in the middle of nowhere, and uh, that happened. This film's interesting because this film was actually uh, shot a couple of years ago. It stars uh, Ariana, Ariana <laughs> du, Bois, du, Bois. du Bois. Three more films. Who has three more films coming down the pipeline. And this was actually made in 2022, uh, right after she finished West Side Story. Right. But the studio did something with this that they, they often do. They realize they've got a young rising star and they managed to get her probably very inexpensively because uh, West Side Story hadn't come out yet. Yeah. And they thought, well, let's sit on this movie and let's wait and see how her star rises and then we'll wait and release it when she's a huge huge hit she won the oscar and i think they've been sitting on this movie now and they've realized okay she she just came out with wish she was the star of wish the disney animated film but i think they realize that this is about as far as they they can really hold on to this film and she's probably not going to become a margot robey in the next six months they released it here now in january yeah now this we have six three astronauts three cosmonauts all together Two men and one woman on each team. Yeah. In a small space, not gravity-like, 
No, there's no, no gravity on the ISS. They're I mean, in orbit. Well, not gravity of the film. Oh, like. the movie Gravity. <laughs> right. no, th- well, there's elements of gravity to this. You can, you can, if you enjoyed Gravity, you'll probably enjoy this movie, but it is not Gravity. <laughs> no, the movie that this reminds me the most of is a George Clooney film that came out a few years ago called Midnight Sky. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he, uh, he was a scientist, and there was a nuclear war, and he's trying to reach his daughter, who's returning from a, a long-distance space mission. Painful, sad film. This reminds me a a little bit of this. There's a little bit of a Lord of the Flies going on in this, too. Yeah. And I think that's what this movie really was about, was to analyze how people who are rational and, and objective and scientists, and how that all starts breaking down when situations on Earth start spiraling out well, of control. Well, sure. And, I, and we can reveal that because it's essential to the film yeah. that you know that there are nuclear bombs going off on Earth. It's, it does, it's not far into the film. No. They, they, the yeah. film starts with yeah. uh, Ariana on her way up to, yeah, to the space the station. Yeah, we never see anything yeah. on Earth uh, in this film. And then we see... Clouds of smoke coming up, and we see the nuclear explosions. Yeah, we see the (laughs) nuclear explosions down below, and then they lose contact with with Earth. Yeah, so for the most of the film, it is just the six of them discussing what to do, which might have which might turn out well, except that you have the U.S. and Russia bombing each other, bombing each other. So, what do you think is going to happen? And the the thing that sets this whole plot into motion (laughs) is both teams receive word from their respective governments, assuming the Russians did. Yeah, we assume. we know that the Americans get. We know there's a war. We yeah. know there's a war. Well, we between... know that they've been given orders to take over this yes ship by the, any means. They're told to take over the ISS by any means, and presumably so are the Russians. Yes, which sets into motion the conflict. Yes. and the the action of this film. Yes. and this film then turns into an, basically an action movie, uh, a little bit of a of a slasher film going on and here I too. I would say, Ken, the leading character in all this. Is zero gravity. It, it well, certainly plays a role. <laughs> it filmmakers were just obsessed with depicting them. It did not. You, yeah. you could do it once. And they for did. Me. A, they <laughs> did a nice job. Yes. I'm not going to fault. I mean, there's a lot of, of technical flaws oh, in this hell, movie, I don't do but that I'm either. not going to fault them for any of that because none of it was crucial to the story for the no. most part. And they do do a nice job, but definitely a notch above average with how the ISS looks, the fact that they're floating in space, and incorporating that zero gravity into a lot of these things that happen while they're yeah, up there. Where you have a, a wound, for instance, yeah. you have little drips Drips of blood out, floating as, out. And I don't require it to be perfect at all. This I is not 2001. It is not The Expanse, and it's not trying to be. It's <laughs> no. just a good, enjoyable science fiction film in the style of Gravity, in the style of Midnight Sun, and it's it's definitely a watchable film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one surprise to me with this film was, as much as Ariana was good, I thought the woman playing the Russian woman was just fantastic. I wanted more of her. I wanted more of more. her. I thought she I wanted stole more the show. of that little romance. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think they really failed in not exploring that a bit more. If there's of- one failure for this film, it's that it's too short. Oh, yes. This could have been a two-hour movie. No, no, no. You were so right because the one failure is that we can't get deep enough into the characterization. Understandable, but we still can't get deep enough into it where 
where I felt satisfied that I was watching the human drama in a small space. We don't get the establishing of the character. We don't get to see the, the characters on Earth. We don't get to see what they were like in normal situations before this movie And then you starts. throw on two of them, you throw yeah. this passionate kiss, you say, okay, now we got some action yeah. going on here, and, it, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to do a Lord of the Flies kind of film, you've got to set up what normal life is like yes. and establish, we've got to feel invested in the characters as normal people. Right. And then watch the whole situation fall apart. But unfortunately, with this film, it starts falling apart before the characters are established. Yeah, yeah. and actually very simple. Somebody's got to take over. You have two countries represented by these two factions aboard that ship. And it is going to happen that somebody has to take over. And that's where I think the action is, but the motivations are not there for us. Or, or we're not, we haven't explored deeply enough. Well, the conflict feels forced. Yeah, um, yeah it does. They're, they're, it's really not well justified. Why do the Americans need to take control of the ISS? Why do the Russians? It's six people up in a tin can in space <laughs> watching the world fall apart. <laughs> yeah. There is no reason to try to set them into war with each other. But Ken, what an intriguing premise. It is. Isn't it's, it? it's an intriguing premise. If we got to watch the breakdown of them, yes. If we got to watch the order and the, the the fact that they're scientists, the fact that they're rational people, if we had gotten to see that slowly breaking down to the point where they're right. now stabbing at each other, that would have been interesting. The only actor besides her that I know in this film is Chris Messina. Yeah. Yeah, the captain. The captain. Yeah. We, we've seen him in a few things. He's not a big name. He, no, he's, he's a, a character actor. He's got a long bio, but he's not somebody that's going to be on the tip of everybody's tongue. Yeah, and he's the one involved in that little romance that I'm so obsessed yeah. with now. <laughs> this yeah. is where I'm picking up the weakness of the film, just right in that romance. I, I said, okay. It felt very forced. It's, you know, where did this come from? <laughs> what set this into motion? Let's let's see a little backstory to that. <laughs> and know. we don't. I, I just, I so wanted this movie to be about a half an hour longer. Mm-hmm. Two of those guys look like each other. They're identical. <laughs> yeah. And apart from the clothes, it's really hard to tell them apart. Right. And, and that was a problem that I had to. And one on each side. And one is a good guy and one's a bad <laughs> guy. And you're trying to remember, wait, wait, is that the good guy or is that the bad guy? Wait, um, It's so funny that you thought that. I thought I was the only one seeing it. No, no. Don't these no. guys just look old? No. And you know that it has to be in the plan. Right? I mean, you just don't have two actors that look alike and have them looking alike like that. Well, unless the knowing. director really messes up. I know. Yeah, and, and this is not a big director. This is, this is a person who was attached to this project. She was not involved in the writing of the film. So this was probably in a studio appointment. Hey, here's a film right. for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to relate it somehow as an enigma for me to the ISS title. It tells you nothing. Said, I'm going to find out nothing I can tell in this movie because their very title is not telling me anything. No. Now, they've had some really good trailers for this. The trailers have been very ah. faithful. They've shown what the movie was about. The special effects are good. Yes, they are. I, oh, I yeah. can't fault the special effects. No. And, and the, watching the nuclear detonations down below yeah. on Earth, nicely done. And I, I'll I, tell you, because I was not then distracted no, by no. imperfections. In there. It, it, even that zero gravity that I make fun of. It was real. And this was not a big, big budget science fiction film. You know, usually a science fiction film yeah. is going to be on your top 10% yeah. of budgets. Uh, this one is not. It was filmed in, in North Carolina on a single set. Nicely done. Of course, you know, the ISS is not a big space, so they didn't have to build that much. <laughs> and, right. uh, and you know, six actors. So Ken, besides 2001, mm-hmm. which for me is a litmus test. Yeah, for great. <laughs> that's that's the bar that everybody goes by. Even even George Lucas has said that 
If it weren't for 2001, he would not have made Star Wars. That was the thing that made Did him go out that, yeah. and get a camera good. and to make a movie as good as he possibly There's can. There's a beautiful yeah. movie. Now, oh. it has the advantage of going from apes to highly developed to see the uh, the arc of the human experience. That movie is just perfect. <laughs> it is just and and we have never seen a science fiction film as good and we may never see a science fiction film as good as 2001. It may end up being the bar for a long long time. My favorite which is not at all in the class of 2001. But I want to tell you the one that really delights me, and you'll get an idea of what more I wanted out of uh, our, our ISS, yeah. Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet. <laughs> is, we would not have Star Trek if it weren't for Forbidden Planet. <laughs> Forbidden Planet was such a groundbreaking film because before Forbidden Planet, with the exception of The Day the Earth Stood Still, we did not see serious science fiction movies. We had Science fiction was big bugs. And it was scary monsters, and it was made very inexpensively with a guy in a rubber suit. But Forbidden Planet came along, and it portrays a society in the future where people of different races and nationalities are all together on the ship. They all have positions of responsibility. They all respect each other. And then you have a story based on Shakespeare's The Tempest. Yes. Top, top production values. Right. They spent a lot of money on this movie. And Leslie Nielsen in a Leslie serious Nielsen role. Leslie Nielsen in a serious role. <laughs> Robbie the Robot. Robbie the Robot. Oh, great the, stuff. The special effects were phenomenal. They were like nothing had anybody had seen before. And it inspired a young writer named Gene Roddenberry uh -huh. to say, what if you took good this one. idea a of a crew of people from different races and nationalities all working together and turned it into a TV series? <laughs> and that is where Star Trek came from. And I'll tell you what that element that I loved about Forbidden Planet is the element of the mind. Yeah. That is, that I'm so interested in characterization and I'm interested in what motivates and I'm interested then for why is this happening on a this planet? A race that was so advanced, yes. wiped out entirely overnight, and then you find out it was because of their own fears. They yes. put their own fears, they created a computer that turned their own fears into physical reality, and their fears killed them. And uh, did you mention Lost in Space as a, uh, a child of this? I try not to mention Lost in Space. <laughs> but, um, but, well, because you know. of Robbie, I think, is... Well, what, what, uh, yeah. Um, well, the robot. Yeah, the robot was in, in Lost in Space. Yeah, Lost in Space got off to a good start. The first couple episodes were well, serious I, science fiction. I, I was thinking of film. It wasn't. Oh, uh, oh, the movie Lost in Space. Yeah, yeah. that was that was a very. Yeah. I mean, considering what poor uh, uh, subject they based it on, they did a nice <laughs> job with that movie. And I respect it because they also brought Bill Mooney back play a role in that movie. All right, good enough. Now, as we look at ISS, is there any comparison you can think of with Apollo Eleven? No, not really. Okay. Because uh, Apollo 11 is a historical film. Yeah. Took the story very seriously, and they were really trying to faithfully reproduce the events that uh, that took place. Are we uh, Apollo 11 or Apollo 13? Believe me, you... Okay. You're, you're well, Apollo 13 was the mission where they had the explosion on yeah, board the spacecraft, yeah. and they uh, barely were able to get back alive. And that is a wonderfully, wonderfully done film. A uh, great, great cast. And this is another thing I wish we'd had with this movie was a better cast. If we had had a George Clooney in this movie, oh, yes. a Brad Pitt in this movie, yeah. we could definitely have had a better overall film. But again, this movie was done on a pretty tight budget for a science fiction film. And for what they were trying to do, eh, they did a good job. And I think that they, they 
didn't do well enough with the allegorical element of it. And by that I mean clearly they're patterning what's happening on Earth to what happens inside the capsule. But I never found its heft inside that. I, I have to think in real life, if these astronauts and cosmonauts had been given these messages, they probably would not have taken that seriously. Right. I mean, they can look out the window and see what that kind of philosophy does and see that it's going to end in their disaster. So I would think that in reality, six researchers, space astronauts, would have seen that message and gone, yeah, I don't think. When we think about indelible memories, as we did in 2001, I think Alien has that lasting Oh, quality. well, Alien holds the, the, the rightful position of the best science fiction horror film of all yes. time. And, you know, there's been attempts to copy Alien numerous times, but <laughs> nothing has come close. You know, Alien, Alien is not 2001, but boy, is it close. No, no, yeah. Another just about perfect movie that just came. It was one of those rare occasions where everything just fell into place. All of the sets and the designers and the concepts behind it and the cast all just formed perfectly, and just a miracle happened. How about Interstellar? Do you remember Interstellar? Oh, yes, Christopher Nolan's film. Yeah. Interstellar, interesting story with that movie. I like Interstellar. Interstellar started out as a Steven Spielberg movie, hmm. and the Spielberg script was much darker. Oh. Uh, I had a chance, actually, to read the Spielberg script, oh, and I right. like the Spielberg script actually better. But, the, you know, Interstellar, is a, it's a classic Nolan film. Very cerebral. He wants to think that he's tricking the audience, but in reality, he, a lot of the time, he's deliberately confusing <laughs> us. I, I liked it, but I would have liked the Spielberg version a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Do you have one that you're thinking about? Because I've, that's my list of interesting For recent science fiction films? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, Gravity is the first one that comes gravity, to mind. Yeah. Gravity, is, gravity was not an attempt to do a science fiction film so much as it was an attempt to take these stars, uh, Clooney and the rest of the cast, and put them together in, in a film that brought out their talents. And tell me, and we're talking also about Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, so tell me, what is the purpose of Gravity? Because... The image of her being stuck in that little capsule and then of Clooney floating off into yeah. space yeah. like some unreachable movie star. Even though he's only in the movie for about a half <laughs> no, an hour, isn't. it's one of his best films. It really is. His performance in that film is just fantastic. But Gravity is not a science fiction film. Yeah. Gravity is a, it's a realistically based film. It, this, something like this could actually happen. That's what makes it so interesting. It's, it shares more in common with Apollo 13 okay. in that it's, it's speculative fiction, not fantasy. And I love the fact that what they really were looking for with this was let's bring this powerhouse ensemble cast together let's put them in a really really difficult situation and let it all fall out so in that respect it shares more in common with movies like the poseidon adventure joggernaut these big disaster mm, movies yeah, yeah. that with their huge star casts the, the howering inferno and let them try to fight their way out, and some will survive, and some won't. And it doesn't have any big allegorical purpose to it. No, right. no. Right, no. I it's, think... Again, right. more like Airport, or more like uh, Towering Inferno. Right. Just... But with less... No, not the... <laughs> Not the tongue-in-cheek in any of those. Well, Airport took itself pretty seriously. Airport was actually bitten, written uh, based on a, a really good okay. uh, novel. Takes its, I like Gravity because it does take itself seriously. Yes. It takes its science seriously. But that is not why it exists. It exists simply to bring, bring these stars together <laughs> and watch how they all 
fall out oh. as this thing turns bad. Oh, KG Klein, <laughs> as always, delightful, and time just goes by. But we need to wrap up. We're talking about ISS, which is the International Space Station, and we do have a story that pits Russia against the U.S. You know, what's your final take on families that are, I think you said it in its movie time at the end of it, and maybe we should repeat that sentiment. Bad time of year for film critics, and I hope that the people, are, our educated audience is, is frustrated as we are <laughs> at these couple of months. So we're looking for something good, which is one of the reasons we have... Well, we and we have some ISS. good stuff coming pretty soon. We have Dune coming out in a couple of weeks, and then we've got some pretty powerful films coming out in March. Okay. So we've, yeah. got, we've got some really good stuff because, looking forward uh, to. And of course, uh, uh, Zone, of, um, Zone of Interest hasn't come out yet, so that's another one that's just around and, the and, corner. Uh, and Freud is coming out. Yeah, Freud, the, the, Freud's the final Freud's session. final session is coming out. So there is some I'm really... Toying with, yeah. I'm toying with doing a show on that. I was maybe just a tad disappointed in it, but as I think over on it I can get over there yeah we yeah. can't just do the ones we love no I know we have to warn oh, you sometimes to too I know, yeah. uh, but my final take on ISS is that if you're a fan of science fiction you're a fan of nuclear war movies <laughs> or you're a fan of action films in space this has got all that going for it yeah. so yeah give it a try it's not the greatest you've ever seen no but it's it's there's a lot worse things out there than this oh yeah and on our big screens at many of the AMC for instance yeah. the multiplexes it's a great experience. If we go at the right time of day... It's- and if you're a fan of Ariana Du Bois, this is a nice chance to see her again. Yes. <laughs>